Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's taken 353 days, but finally we're here. The Pod of Two Halves, End of Season Awards. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of A Pod of Two Halves. It's uh, back to the same old today. Back to the same old today. We had obviously Adam Flint filling in. Doing a fantastic job last week, uh, but we're back. We're back with the end of season awards show. A fine show, a show that we look forward to every season because it means it's the end of the season. And that means that it's transfer season, and that means that we're going to have some shiny new players of which we'll be discussing on the show today. Yeah? Oh, you sound yeah, excited, Mikey. You sound very excited. Well, I try to be excited. I'm, as Lee has mentioned whilst eating his sandwich very loudly into the mic at the start of the show, that, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I, had to, I was in Spain last week. Welcome back, by the way. Thank yes, you very Welcome much. back. How was Spain? Uh, it, was, it was very good. They're a lot better at observing social distancing and wearing a mask than we are, that is for sure. It, not a surprise. Yeah. Sh- um, shock. I will say, Portugal, not so much. Oh, really? That's why we don't have that bridge with them. Went to, went to Portugal for the day, and uh, yeah, the only people wearing masks were Spanish people. <laughs> Christ, are the um, Portuguese like the English? I've heard that actually before, that the Portuguese and the English are quite similar in their mannerisms. Yeah, they didn't fancy it whatsoever. And I saw a huge group of French tourists. They don't like masks either by the looks of it. So yeah, anyway, um, yeah, we've got a big show for you today. But first, I'd like to ask Lee how he is. Uh, thank you. I'm, I'm very good. Thank you. Um, just come back from a run, so I'm very sore, quite hot and sweating already. But yeah, good good to have you back next to me, because obviously last week I was shitting myself trying to set this all up. So very pleased that you're now that man back again to take command of the technology. Yeah, we'll see about that. Woods, how are you? <laughs> yeah, all right. Disappointed after the weekend, but just glad this season's over. Oh, but it's not. We have to put up with Chelsea facing... 
Bayern Munich in Bavaria without half our squad. So, yeah, can't wait for that one on Saturday. We'll not be watching. Um, pretty good otherwise. It's really hot. Like, I thought it was meant to cool down this week, but it seems to that not what? be the case at all. It's, it's getting hot this week, it, mate. Is it? Yeah, it's going to be in the 30s. We- oh. Weather watch, by the way, for you, for you guys that are listening on, on a Wednesday. Come Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's going to be very hot. I don't need this, mate. I don't need this. That I have no air conditioning. Oh, nor, nor do we. Exactly. We have a fan. <laughs> We've got a fan. but We live in an attic, though. That's the problem. That's, that's the worst thing about it. It's very hot here. Yeah. We, the, the, the fan we have resides in my daughter's bedroom, so she can at least sleep comfortably. That's good. Selfish. Selfish. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. But yeah, let's... Um, Look at that, quick intro, 2 minutes 54. And we're cracking into the news, are we? Would you say, Producer Collard, that we are ahead of schedule? Well, we are, yes. Exactly. Now, one thing that I'm going to do today, I don't feel very well. I've been struggling since I got back from Spain. The the, the pressure in the flying ability, the cabin (laughs) pressure thing, has basically fucked me. I spent Sunday in A&E with Mr Collard, who graciously took me down to A&E. He was very kind of you. Um, I, I, I'm not doing very well, so I'm going to plough through this as fast as we possibly can. Okay. So well, I'm well, the, say- good, the good news is, is it's the news section, and you know Woods, Woods has got his transfer bill, so he, he'll be in his element right now. Exactly, but well, this does mean that you know there's going to be there's a new sheriff in town, yeah, and you will respect my authority. Okay. Yeah. Did you prefer Flint Woods? Yeah. Already getting scared. Is it ni- nice, nice man, Flint. Never upset no man or woman, that person. <laughs> um, yeah, but onto the news. Like, onto the news. Um, obviously, from a, as a Manchester United fan, there's only one piece of news I care about, and that's Alexis Sanchez on his way to Inter Milan. Goodbye, Alexis Sanchez. Goodbye, both of your dogs. Fuck off and good riddance, basically. Um, well, there's a coupling, though, to the good news with Man United, surely. I, I, before we move on to the, the, the bigger news story, I, I just want to touch on this because that cemented that transfer as the worst transfer in football history, right? Like yeah. the, the, the swapping of uh, Mkhitaryan for uh, Alexis Sanchez was just a who got the worst end of the deal. That's kind of where we are. It's a ridiculous situation. I, I, United got the worst end of the deal. Mainly because of the money, right? The, 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 the fee of... Grand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 400 grand a week is a lot of money to pay a player who just never got going and it's it's bizarre in a way because he hadn't dropped off a cliff at Arsenal before yeah, he yeah, moved uh, no I'm not having this yeah he had right this is the thing this is one of those things that people like some some new, some comments some columnists have been have, have kind of said that yeah uh, I'm, I'm telling you he dropped off a cliff at Arsenal he was fucking awful for Arsenal for about six months beforehand and um, the writing was on the wall. And like, even when I remember when we signed him on the, the on the uh, one of the uh, more prominent Manchester United forums, Redcalf.net. There you go. It's a bit of bit of bit of uh, uh, advertising there, yeah, whatever. Um, the, the 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 reaction on there, obviously, a lot of people, you know, Muppetry gifts, you know, Kermit the Frog, fucking spunking on himself. People very happy transfer Muppetry. You see, okay, that's where it's referred to. <laughs> you know, people get very happy when the new shiny signings here, but there was an undercurrent of he's been quite shit for quite some time, um, and I certainly remember that myself. 
Obviously, but you get carried away in the moment of the, hey, it's a brand new signing. It's very much, it reminded me very much of the Torres, where he'd actually mm. been quite shit at Liverpool for quite some time. And then Chelsea paid a bunch of money for him. Yeah. Um, it, maybe it wasn't as pronounced because he literally was like, you know, pretty much one of their only good players left. Um, I'm talking about Sanchez, but he, he wasn't good. He, notab- he, notably, though, the players didn't actually like him, the actual Arsenal players themselves. No, exactly. Um, it was. It was honestly. It will go down as one of the worst transfers of all time. And the people Without that really money changing hands, which is the mad thing about this. Yeah. I mean, the thing with with Sanchez, and it's interesting what you say about obviously not being liked. I think the thing was is that he was the the big dick in the dressing room, wasn't he? Really, Alexis Sanchez was the the guy um, yeah. at Arsenal, and then he went into a dressing room which had um, Paul Pogba and bigger characters, and he became more of a piece and a jigsaw, and he just never fit fit the puzzle um, I didn't mean it, to be horrible by a second ago when I said I'm not having that that was quite harsh of me <laughs> it, Probably refle- right. it, it reflects my it, surly his face did drop a little bit yeah it, it does reflect my surly <laughs> mood at the moment I don't mean to take it on you Mr Woods okay. the thing is um, knowing Arsenal fans um, Alexis Sanchez is one of those players that I think was just ruthlessly efficient he'd and he also sort of stagnated the way that Arsenal played quite a lot uh, you had to play to Alexis's strengths and you had to understand how Alexis was going to do it. And also he had Mesut Ozil, who was obviously uh, on a pretty good uh, wavelength with him at his best. Uh, Mkhitaryan going the other way. I think that Mkhitaryan failed at United and I think a lot of people were quite high on him. Obviously he came from the Bundesliga with extremely impressive stats, right? Uh, pass the ball. But, but yeah, got there and just literally ten yard passes. He couldn't pass the ball. He, he just his control was off. Everything about him was off. He was decent in the Europa League. Scored in the final against Ajax, but just just Never just not fit, good. Right? Just not good. The, the funny fit. thing of Sanchez, when you talk about it, is that one of the problems of Sanchez, and it's, if you go look at his stats throughout his entire career, he loses the ball more than anyone else. Absolutely, yes. He always loses the ball, but he's one of those players you have in your team because he'll still press. He'll stick because you know he's a he's a hard working guy. Um, he'll press and he'll give you magic, and you kind of go, you know what? If he loses the ball, it's fine because at least he gives you the other bit of it. When he doesn't give you the other bit of it, and he's just losing the ball, he's a complete liability. I think confidence played a big part in why it didn't work at United. I remember looking at him; he looked a bit of a shell by the he time. He like lost half a yard as well. Yeah, and that's kind of very similar to Torres. I think Torres is an interesting comparison because both both of them have gone from like I said, being BMOC to being a part of a bigger team um, and the expectation higher and a smaller role in the team and they struggle to live up to their expectation. I know that it's kind of worked a bit at Inter. Um, it seems that his end of season has been particularly good. He's obviously struggled with injury a bit. Uh, but obviously Mkhitaryan... I mean, it's Italy where Ashley yeah. Young looks like the best right back well, in football. This is it, right? Because Mkhitaryan's also gone to Rome. I think they've released him as well. Both similarly. I think they both effectively waved at the end of their deals and I think that both Arsenal and Manchester United have gone thank you thank you so much because Mkhitaryan was on 200 grand a week as well it, it was no cheap change that he was on at Arsenal uh, disastrous for both clubs um, where it kind of felt like for a moment that you thought the fit was Sanchez at United yet there's a hole there there's a position for him you also felt that Mkhitaryan would probably thrive in an Arsenal team more so than he did at Manchester United and it just didn't work at all uh, bizarre situation but obviously that's sort of the the hors d'oeuvre into the main meal sumptuous. that is so the sumptuous meal yes um it it's been done for a while i think with sancho going to manchester united it's just a case of um how you're spreading the payments and i think it sounds like there's a breakthrough 
Dortmund, to their credit, have dug their heels in on the fee. They've said this is the fee. Why not? Exactly, because ultimately they hold the cards. Um, they've not fallen into the situation which I think they hoped. I think that COVID has knackered them a bit because they hoped that Sancho would play at the Euros, he'd tear up the Euros, and then you'd have a bidding war between all of the top European teams. Now, most of those European teams have obviously fallen by the wayside because of COVID and not having the money. Um, and Manchester United have convinced Sancho that that is the right uh, club for him. I think we've touched on this before. They, it makes so much sense for Sancho to go there um, as a footballer because they are the biggest club in the world. And Jaden Sancho goes from kind of being a star to a mega star overnight. Like he's going to have that Pogba level um, announcement and all of that that comes with it. Like the deals are going to be massive that are going to come into him. English superstar playing for Manchester United. It's exactly, you know, to make the most money. And admittedly, it sounds like he's going to be on 340 grand a week, which people want to talk about. Going back to other conversations we've had, I couldn't give a shit about how much United pay this, right? I couldn't care less because ultimately it's no one's money other than the clubs. Um, Lee hasn't said a single word so far. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say that I think that's the surprising thing about it, though, is is the fee that's been touted, like 70 million plus the add-ons of like 30 million. That seems relatively cheap, I think. For a hundred and ten, no, one hundred twenty million euros is what it will be in to- in total with yeah. the add-ons. Yeah, but well, the add-ons, the add-ons aren't add-ons. They are just kind of the structure of the deal. The seventy million is up front, and then it's like it's guaranteed payments. I don't think it's like uh, some of these other deals that we've seen, which is structured with weird stuff thrown in. I think Dortmund have been very much like, no, we're having one hundred twenty million euros. We're not banking on Sancho winning four Ballon d'Ors and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, exactly. Like this, the Hazard deal was kind of structured in a way where Chelsea probably won't see all one hundred and whatever million of it because uh, some of the stuff will be Ballon d'Or related. Now, Jaden Sancho is a player that we've touched on several times, and I, I'm not coming off this because he's not moving to Chelsea. I'm disappointed he's not moving to Chelsea. Um, clearly, those talks called, I think, in January. It seems because there hasn't been no links since then. Um, but I'm not changed from the fact that I think that this player has the ability to turn a good team into a great team that's my feeling about it and that's why I'm so high on Manchester United going into next season because I just look at it and go he's the missing piece now I still don't know if Solskjaer's the guy um, I, I feel the same about Lampard for that's worth I don't know if Lampard's the guy I don't know what these managers are I think it's very difficult to know if he's capable of competing with Klopp and, and Guardiola but what an incredible front four that United have and uh, they're going to be able to play a mixture of uh, the three and the four of them and obviously with Bruno and Pogba behind them. It's, uh, it's, it's amazing how it's trans- transformed. It felt all so doomy and gloomy not too long ago with United. And you go back to Sanchez and with Lukaku and these players that just didn't fit. And all of a sudden you look at this uh, electric front line of uh, Rashford, Martial, Greenwood and Sancho. It's very exciting. The... Um there's two things which 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 uh, have amused me. One of them excites me. One of them amuses me. The thing that excites me is that certain. I think Wambasaka gets a lot of space because teams go, yeah, <laughs> go on then, have the ball. You know, because Wambasaka is not exactly the, you know, the 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 the, the Alexander Arnold of the world when it comes to right backs. I feel like with having Sancho on that right midfield. Uh, we can spread the play. We can stretch teams because we'll actually have legitimate threats on both sides of the pitch, which is something that we... Oh, you say, obviously, Greenwood's been playing there. Mm-hmm. He cuts inside. He plays quite central a lot. He does, yeah. Um, having having actual width 
um, so we can we have different options uh, is is very very exciting from my perspective. And funny thing, obviously Twitter watch always amuses all of us. Um, it's in a lot of Man City fans <laughs> saying. Uh, Oh, having a go at us, always having a go at us for buying the league, do you? And look, look at all the money you've been spending. And it's just like, yeah, yours is oil money. <laughs> you know, uh, you sp- you've spent like 350 million on defenders since Pep's been in. Like, you know, at, at least we kind of got our money a little bit more legitimately than you guys did. Let's not, let's not compare here. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things. Like, Glazers never put a single fucking penny into the club. You know, like all they do is take money out, and yet we're still commercially very. You say it's the million sponsors that you have for all the variety of objects in the world. Exactly, due to the footballing success. That noodle had, sponsorship know? is paying off big time right now. <laughs> no, it's all about the noodle sponsorship, bro. But it's, it's it is funny. I mean, ultimately, I, I do also get their grievance. Um, there is an element that, look, if, if if we played FFP by the 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 hard rule, right, it would genuinely be Manchester United winning the league every year, Bayern Munich winning the league every year. Uh, Juventus winning the league every year and obviously the other two in Spain uh, fortunately in the Premier League there is a little bit more um, leniency I guess is the words but um, yeah, extremely exciting um, wait, 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 do you have any before we wrap up do you have any other transfer rumours mill things to talk about I mean Chelsea Chelsea is still waiting I think to get the Havertz deal done I think what's holding that up the difference is that um, Dortmund being out of Europe the difference is Havertz doesn't want to go to Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, Havertz has made it clear, I think, to, to the That defence? What? <laughs> Havertz has made it clear that he wants to move to Chelsea. I think that deal gets done. It's just a matter of when. Um, in terms of the other deals that are on the table, I think they're looking at um, a left-back from Real Madrid. I'm not even going to try and pronounce this. But <laughs> Willian to Arsenal, obviously. That's an outgoing. That's yes, Willian to Arsenal. Um, how I feel about that, conflicted, because I'm not... I'm not William's biggest fan. I feel that he's a constant frustration uh, with his inability to pick a pass in the final third. But perfect Arsenal player, then. <laughs> yeah, uh, inconsistent. He, yeah, he has his days, and he has won us football matches by um, his. You know, he's he's very much like he's an industrial player. He he works hard. He presses hard. Um, but don't be. <laughs> Misled by his goal numbers this season, right? It's contracts it's, up, it turns into Ronaldinho, right? That's what, yeah, that's and a lot of them were the penalties as well. Chelsea won't miss him. Let's put it that way. I, I think that we've probably got players that can fill in there. Um, Chilwell's still rumoured, but apparently Bubble, Le- bubbling along, eh? Leicester won eighty million pounds, and I don't think Chelsea will go near that. Mate, They'll- tell them to fuck themselves. Eighty million pounds. Yeah, ain't worth eighty million. Pounds. Ain't worth half that, really. Um, no. So Chelsea are desperate for a left back. They're also desperate for a goalkeeper. There's obviously been rumours abound about Oblak. I don't know how legitimate those are. You know, there's a goalkeeper that was actually released. I saw a thing on Sky Sports the other day where they they had like this um, best uh, free agents eleven. Um, and you had people like Cavani and people like that in there. There's a guy, this goalkeeper, uh, Joe Hart. Uh, he's available. Um, he's uh, plenty of international experience. Has a trouble diving one way, but you know, I'm sure. If, uh, no. I mean, it's better than Kepa. You know, Kepa I mean, can't he, he dive may anyway, well does be. He? he doesn't dive I mean, at all. He... So you know, you are, you would be getting an increase of 50% diving ability. We are bringing <laughs> in see? this 18 uh, year old centre half. Um, through the academy he's six foot five and i think just get him a pair of gloves um 
any transfer activity for Everton? No, no. Hoy, Hoyberg's going to Spurs. <laughs> yeah, no, well, that's, that's always going to happen, isn't it? It's just hard luck. No, just every player that we seem to be get linked with, usually a bigger club is then linked it's with them. It's Gabriel, right? He's, he's, exactly, the guy from, the, is it Lille? Or is it yeah, Gabriel from Lille looks like he's going to either Napoli or, or Arsenal. Yeah. Continuing the Chelsea train, let's talk FA Cup. So, as I said, uh, I was in Spain when, when this game was happening. I wish I was in Spain. Flying back. Um, I got home, I watched some highlights. I don't remember any of it other than Aubameyang's uh, second goal, which was, which was delightful, to be honest with you. Um, uh, what, what are your thoughts? Because, you know... You, the, the, there is a bit of a reputation of Arsenal kind of doing you in finals and things. Well, they've beaten us for three FA Cup finals. We've, exactly. we've, beat, we've beaten them in. Lampard, yeah, of course, but you know, but um, Lampard doesn't have very good record when it comes to sealing the deal uh, in in finals either. It would have been nice to get that monkey off off his back, no. Yeah, um, and not that it's a full-grown monkey yet. Maybe it's just a Marcel from Friends at the moment. You know, <laughs> just, just asking Look, for a little bit of ham or something. There's no doubt about but, uh, it. Because monkeys eat ham. Two young managers go into it, and whoever was going to come out with a trophy is probably feeling a bit more. Uh, Look, the puff pieces that were written about Arteta, I feel, are overstated a bit. Um, Chelsea started the game well, better team, and then I think that fatigue just set in. Uh, one club smashed themselves to pieces trying to qualify for Champions League football while the other team obviously were busy uh, not qualifying for the Europa League during through the league and um, and then ultimately Arteta's tactic was pump the ball long and let Aubameyang do his work and it's I am frustrated I am frustrated I'm frustrated about a couple of things because I thought the referee in performance was abysmal um, he, he I can't think the ref's name is now he's completely escaping me but he's got he's got previous with Chelsea and, uh, in, indeed in the FA Cup final against Arsenal you're um, accusing you're accusing them of referee bias in, 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 in an English FA Cup final I, I, I wouldn't say bias I'd just say that it wasn't a very balanced performance by the referee he's the referee that gave a free kick to Tottenham when Alonso got cut in half by their goalkeeper. You know the penalty that was ultimately given by VAR. We, we there was a, look. There, I don't know if you've seen the sending off. I have. Yeah. Uh, so bearing in mind, off. bearing in mind, with twenty minutes to go, we're still in the game, and the second he walks, it's done. I mean, ultimately, really, the game is done when Pulisic went off because we looked so reliant on Pulisic to do something, and that's what it was going to come down to: was Pulisic versus Aubameyang to to decide who was going to win the cup final. So, Is there any, um, any indication of how long Pulisic will be out? Four Obviously to five he'd uh, been doing a nice jinking run, pulls up on the shot. Yeah. Which is I mean, quite he, 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 he played through the pain there, um, which is always a bit worrying because you worry that he might damage it more. Uh, but four to five weeks. So um, I think that should see him potentially for the start of the season. My, my guess is he might miss a game or two because they want to make sure that's right. Uh, my, my other... you've got Callum Hudson-Odoi <laughs> to come in okay he's got a big season a, coming up there's he's no a really that. good player I've heard I've heard he's really good worth what all that money he's paying that you're paying him really good player really excited to see in the fantasy team in the fantasy <laughs> team Callum Hudson-Odoi great player let's see alright let's see next season uh, a player <laughs> coming joking. off an I'm Achilles not, injury I'm not really that joking but I I'm only joshing you that's what I'm doing I, I, Callum yeah. has a lot to make up for next season uh, that's for sure um, fortunately we've got 
players coming in, obviously, in, in Timo Werner and, and uh, Zayek, who hopefully will be able to provide some sort of attacking verve. Um, we lacked creativity once Pulisic went off. We really did. It, uh, it was a lot of crosses into the box and not, not much uh, substance coming from there. But my big issue... Um, away from the refereeing performances actually with Frank I think he did get it wrong um, Arsenal were in the ascendancy um, towards the, the end of the half and I think that he should have shifted it to a four um, and got Kante on and played a three um, I think that would have probably given um, a bit better balance and stopped Arsenal uh, exploiting the space where Reese James is obviously vacating playing right wing back Um my guess is he didn't want to do that because A, Kante isn't anywhere close to being fit enough to be on a football pitch and B, Marcus Alonso was playing left back because uh, Pepe was having his way with Marcus Alonso out there. So I have to give him a bit of leeway. He probably just felt that he couldn't go that way. It just shows where we are. I don't think there's much between Chelsea and Arsenal and Manchester United really at this point. Um, although Arsenal finished um, 10 points back, which surprises me a bit. I don't think that they're 10 points um, off those two teams. This summer... will I do. I think Arsenal, I think I think that's I think that's generous to them as well. If I'm honest with you, and it's interesting because I think I think they've got some good pieces. I think I they've got. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I don't. I don't see it. Um, good fullbacks. I, I've always rated Bellerin. Uh, Tierney looks like a very good signing. Centre halves is a shambles. I'm not. I'm not having this David Luiz redemption story. Oh, there's no it, David Luiz. There, there is no redemption right. story. Which, I mean, he he you know, played. Well, look. I, I said I don't even see what you saw my tweet before the game. I, I predicted Arsenal would win two 0 yeah, David Lewis would do a job in Giroud, which he did, and Aubameyang would get a pair of goals on the counter, and he did. That's exactly how it played out. Um, I think in Aubameyang they have got an elite level player. I think Pepe. They do. Aubameyang is, is absolutely incredible. I, I, I think. I think that's the issue because if I'm Barcelona, it was very coy at the end of the game. Yeah. If I if I if I'm Barcelona, if I'm any from mm. any big team, I'm looking at it and going, wow, that guy scores goals. He shouldn't stay at Arsenal. No, he shouldn't stay at Arsenal. We're not a fucking Scooby. Like, not a chance. He shouldn't. He should not stay at Arsenal. But he I think ain't winning nothing. I feel, other I feel than that with Cup. Arsenal, <laughs> they, 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 there's an interesting situation there. They've got some nice young players. I think they have some got some quality as well. Um, look, Lacazette's had a really topsy turvy season. I still not. Too, I'm not convinced by him, but I think that he has played well towards the back end of the season. And I think Nicola Pepe gets a hard rap. Um, I think that the fee okay. it is ludicrous. I know that, Mikey, you have your opinion on him. And I think and, that and the that, Arsenal fans, they're, they're pretty much on board with him now as well. They're fully behind him, thinking he's been a great signing. I'm, I'm, I, don't, I struggle to see it personally myself. Again, I think, I, I think, I think the think Europa League has uh, kind of what, you know, papered over the cracks in terms of you know, his output in the Premier League. Bro, it's the eye test. I look at him mm. and he may be capable of some nice bits, but the eye test tells me that over the course of 90 minutes, he's not that good. His control, his decision making, his work rate, his passing, it's just not up to scratch. He's young, I get it, he's young and you know he should improve but it, I think Willian is a really good signing for them if they get him because he can provide some experience. I don't know how influential Willian is in the dressing room if he's that kind of player that would be, you know, put an arm around a player and, and, and kind of mentor them but I feel like Pepe needs someone like that. Um, it's it's going to be interesting for him next year. I, I feel that he gets a hard time uh, because of the fee and everything. Um, I get where you're coming from. Sometimes I do look at him and I'm like, he's one of those players that's running with the ball, but you don't honestly believe he knows what he's doing with it. 
so I can appreciate mm. that. I think Arteta's worked on one piece with him, though, and it's so evident because every time I watch Arsenal, what happens is that he cuts inside onto his left and pings that ball to the back post where Aubameyang's coming in. Uh, it's worked a treat a couple of times, and mm. I think teams are going to have to get wise to that uh, because that, that's going to cause teams problems. And, you know, that does, that does show that Arteta's obviously having an influence in there. Um, I think I, that did, I, I said it this on, I said this the other week. I, I look at the Arsenal team; they're doing fine and they're doing actually really well when they're playing an incredibly low block. Yes, but this one nice thing that Arsenal has been criticised for over the years is the fact they don't have that sort of steel about them, which is what Arteta has obviously done. He has. I know it's maybe sacrificed in terms of them being easy on the eye, but at least now they have a little bit of resolute about them. It that's wasn't. True. It wasn't quite. Jose Mourinho tactics but it's not been far off when they play against teams that have the bulk of the possession they are a better team because they can play on the counter attack that's I didn't re- understand that I don't know what my phone's doing it's, it's, it started listening to me and it was like asking why I'm talking about possession um, but like they, they're very much like um, a team that like you say low block hit on the counter attack because they've got Aubameyang they've got Pepe they've got Lacazette players that can cause teams um difficulties on the turn uh, and that's what they caught Chelsea out it's um, you know the winning goal annoys me because uh, I don't have a fucking clue what Rudiger's doing how you just it, let Bellerin just blow past you like that it's embarrassing so uh, we, bear in mind we have three centre halves on the pitch at this point one of them's out of the game because of that the second one Christensen makes a great tackle and then gets cleaned out by Bellerin which could have been given as a free kick play on and then poor Zoom is all of a sudden left trying to defend on his own and he did as much as he can he clearly didn't want a Bayern to cut on his right and spank it into the top corner just he's overcommitted it, himself by doing a that, little though, bit it? I think George by all accounts George, I mean Jorginho didn't do him any favours but you can hear on the audio that Jorginho is telling him to not let him cut on his right to me I think Jorginho needs to tuck in tighter and tell Zuma to track his left because um Jorginho kind of get he does that classic midfield defending. I've got to the edge of the 18-yard box and now I'm going to stop the, like tracking and it's just so frustrating. But it's it, probably it, time, tired. Probably. Probably. I mean time's slowed down. Well he was running as fast as he can, but it just looks <laughs> like this is Jorginho, remember. Time slowed down and um As it often yeah, does it's a really good thing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah, it's just a bit of a dampener on the season. To be honest, I don't think it's been a good season at all, really, for Chelsea. Um, I don't I don't look at 66 points in the league and go, wow, what a season. It's the same for Manchester United as yeah, well. no, I, I completely agree. Can I ask you a question about, uh, obviously, Darren Bent made some interesting comments uh, the other day, I believe it was on TalkSport, where he, he said that um, next season, uh, basically, Chelsea get a lot of, or Frank gets a lot of credit for putting through the youth and stuff like that. And he's like, well, they haven't had a fucking chance. They haven't had a choice. And the next season is going to be where we judge Frank. Because we've mm-hmm. all said, you know, at certain points in the season, you know, he's actually he's done well. You know, let's be clear. He started the season with the likes of, you know, Mount, uh, Abraham, you know, Tomori, people like that who aren't proven in the Premier League. And you've got yourself into a top four finish. Um, that, if you if you asked that at the start of the season, you'd have probably said, I'll take that. Thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Top four absolutely. Looks, so, looked doubtful, didn't it? This is exactly. Um, Ultimately, but, what he's laid is a platform, isn't it? Precisely, and I think. Um, but what Darren Ben is kind of saying is like, great, you had no, uh, you had no kind of choice but to do this and play the youth and all that kind of stuff. Next season is where the scrutiny. Because you mentioned last season uh, and earlier on in this pod as well, 
earlier on this season is that Frank Lampard is never going to get hounded out by the fans because the fans are going to love him no matter what, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm very, very intrigued to see if this all goes to shit next season because um, if, if he gets to Christmas and you're sitting in 10th, 11th, or the performances aren't good, what do you th- genuinely, what do you think will happen? The axe waits for no one at Chelsea. Even Frank? I think that if it's if it's that disastrous, then I think it would. I, Chelsea are going to spend the best part of two hundred million this summer. They're not spending the best part of two hundred million to finish thirty plus points behind the champions again. I think Frank's going to look. The, 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 it's, it's good the same with Ollie as well. Let's not get absolutely. Like, the I, pair I, of them completely. are in the same boat here because I I can't work out if they're going to be. I don't want to say elite managers because I don't. I don't honestly believe they will be, but good enough managers to carry both Manchester United and Chelsea back to where they they want to be. When you take into account the amount of money that's gone behind them, I think Frank's done the bare minimum this year, which sounds incredibly harsh. But sixty six points to get fourth is lucky, right? Yeah, it, it, it's, it, I think it's once in ten years that that gets you top four. Realistically, we shouldn't have finished top four with that number. So now all of a sudden the narrative changes. And the same for Ollie as well, because we, yep. both, we both finished Completely on 66 points. So at the moment, we're all kind of joyful, jumped up. Our manager's done a great job, third, fourth in the league. Wonderful. We're getting these new fantastic players in. But fuck me, it could turn sour in a heartbeat. Um, I reckon it wouldn't be the worst thing if that happens. We mentioned it briefly last week, didn't we? Whoever, basically, whoever Man United or Chelsea loses their manager first is ultimately going to be the winner because they're going to get Pochettino. It's a chance, exactly. And he's a proper coach. Yeah. That, and that's the key. He's a and coach. then I would be worried about Man United as well in terms of the actually going on to be title contenders because I think under Pochettino, it's realistic. I don't, just don't see it happening. Under, under, under Pochettino, that front four looks tasty. I mean, the whole the thing feels good, right? I mean... <laughs> I don't know if I'm being hypercritical on two managers that have delivered top four football, but I, I do hold my reservations. You know, I love Frank I, Lampard. I think I think you're fair. I think, I think you're fair as well. I think I, I keep, I look, I look at the tactics, I look at the decision making, and you learn. Managers obviously look. Fucking Klopp got relegated with his, was it Mainz with Mainz, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mainz. They, you know, you got relegated with those guys. You know, this does happen in early stages in in managers' careers. You know, they're not just all pep and start at the top. And you know, it, it doesn't always work like that. Um, and you have to remember that managers do need to gain experience. They need to they need to understand kind of how, what to do in certain situations and utilize their bag of tricks that they've learned along the way. Um, but I I've said this before on the pod. And I'll say it again, from an Oli Gunnar Solskjaer perspective, I just don't see the tactical nous. And, no, and he hasn't surrounded himself with clever people either. That's, that's where that, Frank that needs me. to and, improve. And with Frank, um, the, the defensive frailties. Uh, just, I'm going to ignore the in-play defensive frailties and focus on, on the set-piece frailties. You can do something about that, right? That's just yeah. coaching. That's just it bad coaching to coaching. concede that many goals from set pieces uh, and be so fair. Now, I think the goalkeeper plays a big part in that. I do. I think the goalkeeper uh, makes defenders uncomfortable and I think that if that position gets improved, that will help. But it's still we'll still see next season. It's, it, the pressure ramps up a million percent next year. Frank Lampard's coming to an ideal situation right, for Chelsea because bearing in mind the size of the club and the expectations on that club, he's coming to a season where... We've been able to use the transfer ban as effectively an excuse for mediocrity. And we've done enough. 
And it's the reason it's it's been enough is because Tottenham went backwards, um, Arsenal had went backwards, and Leicester fell to pieces. It's taken those yeah. three events really for, for for both United and, and Chelsea to get in. You know, just imagine the situation had that happened. I mean, obviously for United they probably have Pochettino in charge now. That's the irony, and you'd also have Jadon Sancho because Manchester United and, and Sancho would have happened anyway. Um, it's, 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 it's this irony, and I, I don't want to get so, kind of too sidetracked. We went through the news and didn't even talk about Saudi Arabia and Newcastle. Um, <laughs> I, I can't believe we, we got through that. And obviously, by all accounts, there's financial. In, I, I just saw before we, we started a, a tweet about the fact that the Saudis are a little bit worried about their money because obviously, with this COVID thing, oil prices aren't doing particularly great. So they, they reckon there could be no something in play there. Interesting. <laughs> but ultimately, they backed out. That's upset a lot of Newcastle fans, uh, who I feel have shown their true colours here about this. Right? It's always been about oh anyone but Ashley, but then all of a sudden it's become anyone but Ashley as long as they've got two hundred sixty billion in their back pockets, um, which is fair enough. Just be honest, all right? Just be honest about it. Own it. You didn't own it at the front. You're now looking a bit silly now, especially because you're crying about um, corrupt Premier League uh, because we didn't get our owners who go around murdering journalists. It's a really bizarre kind of moral situation with this. But anyway. The irony is, had Bruce got them relegated this year, the EFL would have been making this decision and the EFL would sign off anyone, anyone taking ownership of a club. So they would have the sale of the ownership, um, which, you know, that's, that's just kind of going back to had Ollie failed, United would have replaced him. It's as simple as that. You know, there's the, I think there's, in most of these contracts at United, we go back to David Moyes. You fail for European football, you're out the door. And we've got the clause in there for it. Remind me of David Moyes. Okay. Sorry. That name is banned on the show. Name is banned. Let's let's get to the reason why we're all here. Let's get to a segment which Lee can contribute in. Okay? Apologies, Lee. I, I do feel like I've completely railroaded so far. No, I expected it with the with the Chelsea segment. To be honest, well, you know, not, not in a bad way. And I didn't I didn't watch the game, so well, warm up those lungs, Lee. Yeah, <laughs> stretch those pipes because you're about to do some fine talking, sir. Right. I will name, we've got a bunch of different categories, basically. We've got all the favourites, such as player of the season, uh, you know, manager of the season, surprise of the season, all the, all the regular things, okay? And what we'll do is, I will read out a category. I'm going to save, I'll save player of the season save and manager it. of the season until last, obviously, because they're yeah. the two kind of most important ones. I'll read out the category. We're all going to give ourselves uh, a, 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 a candidate or, or, or a pick. Um, and then we'll vote together to see which one is actually the, the official pot of two halves uh, uh, selection. Yeah, who wins the award? And obviously, as we do this, we'll talk about also rands, other things we had in contention, etc., etc. What's that? Etc. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. We're going to start with fairly easy one. Goal of the season. Who wants to go first? Well, okay. I'll go for Lee because he hasn't talked in a long time. Stretch those lungs, my friend. Uh, well, the lungs are going to be stretched to Kevin De Bruyne. That's who my pick was. Um, I think the other contender, main contender, was the Son goal. Get in the bin, the... mate. I'm not having this Son goal. I'm not having that Son goal. I, saying, I remember when we when when it, when we did the pod and for that you know when that goal happened over the weekend and uh, yeah, you boys weren't liking it, but uh, mate, it's still an impressive goal. And I are you it... goal better than Son's? <laughs> Are you? Is in yeah. Jordan? Yeah. Which one? I have that on, on my shoulder. It's the one Jordan where he did the Marseille turn. Go done the quick two. feet, little dink over the top. Lovely goal. Yeah. 
I went, I went for well, mine's the De Bruyne against Newcastle, the, Newcastle the volley because yep. it's a fuck it, it's a, it's a ripper, it's an absolute ripper, and it's off the bar. Cross bar and in. You always love a bar and in. Your boa, if you like to call it that. So yeah. A- any other? Any? Oh, well, go to Woods. Who? 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 What's your pick, sir? <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne versus Newcastle. Um, just, that's such a sweet hit. Um, and again, it's it's the aesthetics of it coming off the crossbar. Beautiful. I've got Ayu as as the other shout for me. Um, just because it's just. I think it was late to win a game as well, the importance it was, of it. Cause, it was, it was against West think, Ham, wasn't it? Yeah, I, trying to think, the KDB one, is this the one where they ultimately didn't win the game? Yeah, it was 2-2. Two, 2-2, two. Two, two, but still. Um, I, I will never take importance of goal uh, into account. That's fair, it shouldn't, it shouldn't. You're 100% right. It's, it's, it's all in the, that moment, in a bubble, that goal. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I love a, I love a tech, the technique as well, like you say, on the half volley to, to hit it on the rise and to spank it off the crossbar. Quality. Um, I had a couple of, I, it's going to be the De Bruyne one because that was my number one pick as well. Um, I'll go for a couple of the other ones. I had the IU one because it had the Marseille turn, the Iniesta shuffle followed by the dink. Doesn't get much better than that if you ask me. Um, I liked it. I really loved Bruno Fernandes' goal uh, in lockdown uh, against Brighton. Oh, the flowing move one. <laughs> Maguire wins the header. Matic with a chest and pass. Greenwood with the run, cross, Bruno finishing off that was nice and I also loved just touching that one before. sorry Mike before we move on because that one goal of the month and I remember the amount of uh, piss boiling that was in winning that because people were just obsessed with the, the volley at the end but ultimately the goal was the entirety of that move from front to back I, I, I never really understood why people were so upset about that goal winning because it was an exceptional flowing move from Manchester I think because the thing was at this point Bruno was basically being rewarded for stuff that he shouldn't have been like he got uh, player of the month for this month just gone when it's um, Mikel Antonio scored eight goals in three games like yeah. who, who the fuck is giving it to Bruno over that but I think that's kind of what it was going with and this this wave of give Bruno everything but it was an exceptional goal that Manchester United got um, my other one which I loved and you'll know I like this one Lee was the Jay Rodriguez goal <laughs> when Burnley beat United 2-0 at Old Trafford uh, where he just Sweet banks it uh, near postish. He scored a um, scorcher against Chelsea this season. He did. As well. He did. Uh, but yeah, no, I think De Bruyne wins it unanimously. You can't argue against the crossbar, in, can you? I assume that we're going to be tweeting the awards afterwards. Yeah, uh, as I look yep. towards over there. Yeah, yeah, we'll, 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 yeah, yeah, we'll do. Yep. We'll, we'll get that out. Um, just on, um, before we move on, uh, some transfer news. Ferran Torres has been confirmed by Man City. No. Uh, good signing. Twenty million pounds replacement for. Well, he's he supposedly signed. their version of Phil Foden. So now that, you know what I mean? Like that's how highly rated he is by their club. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. Incredibly highly rated. Now, I, he's got some pretty big shoes to fill in the Ballon d'Or, uh, future Ballon d'Or winner, uh, Leroy Sane. And I don't think he'll fill those, but a good sign. And obviously, Nath Nake as well for for 40 million from Bournemouth is the other one that they've they bought mm. in, which I assume back up for Laporte. I haven't got a clue. I have no idea what his first choice pairing is. No, I don't Just think on your Ballon d'Or thing, uh, you know, I know you always love to go on about Leo Rossano. It's going to be uh, Jaden Sancho gets that before him, I think. I worry that with Leroy going to Bayern, he's put himself in a difficult place to try and win a Ballon d'Or. Uh, the one thing that works in his favour is that Bayern are more likely to win a treble than Manchester United are right now. But it'll be likely Lewandowski scoring. This is the problem. He'll get the sympathy vote because he should have won it this year. I mean, he fucking well should have done it. Uh, although, 
Leo did go 20 and 20. Um, only two players in history, the top five, well, not in history, but in, have done that. And it's Thierry Henry, who also didn't win the Ballon d'Or somehow that year. And obviously Leroy, uh, Lionel Messi, who also didn't do it because there isn't a Ballon d'Or winner. Um, okay, the next one. We're going to go for signing of the season. Um, I, will, I will give you my pick. Uh, there is only one pick. It's Bruno Fernandes. Yeah, it's Bruno Oh, yeah, that's what I've got here. Yeah. Um, I've got some stats from here. Um, so when he was playing in Liga Noz for Sporting this season, 17 appearances, 8 goals, 7 assists. Uh, when he moved to the Premier League, 14 appearances, 8 goals, 7 assists. Yeah, he had the most contributions since like January, hasn't he, in the Premier League? Yeah, he's um, in terms of goals or assists. He's uh, scored in. Uh, yeah, he's just he's just he's just transformed the club, transformed the mentality. Is um, well, I said last week that basically, if you don't sign him, you don't finish for uh, you know don't finish in Champions League, you don't finish was it third in the end? Presta- doesn't, yeah, no, doesn't exactly, happen. exactly. Doesn't happen. Um, are, are you unanimous. Oh, oh absolutely. Any other any other contenders? I didn't um, even think of anyone else because I went straight in for Fernandez. There isn't. Like that's the, exactly. I did that's the exact how big same. an impact he had. I did the exact oh, same. Let's, let's no keep it real. If he doesn't join in January, Manchester United probably finish sixth or seventh. Yeah, it's realistic. Um, and and the other alternatives that I've got listed are are you whose goal contribution in terms of points for Palace is really impressive. He scored the winner uh, quite a lot, few times because um, Zaha. Didn't have a prolific season. Obviously, Benteke doesn't score goals unless it's against Chelsea. It's um, He's been a key part in, in kind of pushing Palace up the table and maintaining their Premier League place. And I've also got, because I'm biased, uh, Alan Maximin because the man is <laughs> a baller. I did think about him. I had, I had him in my thoughts. But like, it's, it's, it, it's, it's was not a, even a debate. It was a slow six months, but a brilliant last six months. Yeah. But he's always entertaining since he since he joined. He just I think he took a little time to acclimatise to the league a little bit. Um, next one, disappointment of the season. So I've got a few here, but I'll go to I'll go to Lee first. Where have you got? Well, my ultimate winner was isn't actually a person or a thing. Well, it's a thing, obviously. It's just not a person. Uh, it's, I went with VAR. Nope. I think I think that's been the biggest Ooh. disappointment for me. Um, I remember like. At the beginning of the season, I think we were all unanimous in terms of that we were looking forward to it. We thought it was going to be a good thing for for, for the Premier League. Um, we've seen it utilised in other leagues and it was it looked effective. And I thought, you know, it, it was going to be promising. It, to be honest, it's just been shit throughout. Um, I've got a list here. Uh, I took the time here. Just, I mean, I, basically, you just stick it into Google and there's so many fucking things, so many decisions that it was almost hard to pick, you know, which ones to narrow it down to. So these are the ones that stood out for me. Um, we had the recent one, which was um, Spurs and Mora, where he uh, was lying on the ground. Oh, God. And the ball was kicked against him, and it hit his arm, and it got, you know, the goal was overturned. I think in the same game, Lundstrom had his uh, big toe over the line. So Is he, he offside? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that was bullshit. Um, obviously, we had the, against Sheffield United, with uh, the phantom goal against uh, Villa, which we know, obviously, had the repercussions for, well, yep. potentially for Bournemouth. But... The one time where technology didn't work in terms of the goal line technology, that's where you use the other technology to, to you know to come in, and it didn't happen. The guy in the van must have been like, "Do I say anything? Sh- sh- should I say something?" <laughs> I mean, it was so obvious, it was so clear. I don't understand why. Um, another one that stood out for me was uh, the Tillemans one. Can you remember the red? Well, sh- what should have been a red card against uh, Bournemouth for the tackle oh, yeah. on Callum w- Wilson? It was really, really bad. Somehow VAR didn't overturn that. Baffling. Uh, we sh- Sigerson should have had a penalty against United. Uh, 
completely cleaned out, as was David Silva against uh, Bournemouth. Um, when Lerma ch- uh, chopped them out. Uh, and lastly, finish on an Everton note as well. Um, we played against Brighton towards the beginning of the season when Silva was still in charge. And I think the ball was coming into the box and uh, Michael Keane and Aaron Connolly both gone up for the ball. He's literally landed on his toe, just literally just from the jump. His eyes are focused on the ball throughout and the referee... Well, VAR overturned it and gave it gave a penalty, and it's a fucking joke. So yeah, for me, VAR has been a shambles. One thing I would say though with VAR is is it one of those things where it does some good things and it kind of goes unnoticed because as soon as it does one bad thing, it kind of gets glorified and highlighted. But to be honest, as I've kind of just discussed with the examples, there's been a fucking lot of. I them. think I think the other thing with VAR, sorry, Woods, is yeah, that go ahead. the the is. Not just from a decision perspective and like the minute fucking detail it has to go into to see someone's pubic hair is offside. <laughs> but it's also the, the fucking disruption to the game it's had for me. The, the fact that no one celebrates goals anymore because they're all scared to. The fact that you have to wait fucking well, so long yeah. for shit to happen as well that's the key the thing as well that they didn't even use that fucking um, the monitor on the no, side no like the ref doesn't use the fucking monitor either it's just it's turned the game into just a complete vast yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah the application of the AR is the problem right I think in itself it's the right step the application's crap absolute crap um, we need to see more referees actually using it themselves and also I know this is kind of like a recent one and it's obviously happened to Chelsea which is in my mind but how the hell you can't use it for sending off a player for a second yellow card is beyond me because um, that's as important as a, as a straight red card absolute laughable decision on Sunday uh, sorry Saturday that shouldn't have happened um, as long as you've got weasels like Michael Oliver being a referee who need to be protected at all costs you know uh, that they're, they're, it's just no nah it's bollocks basically uh, we, we've said this before unless they're going to apply use it correctly the fact is VAR is a tool yeah they say a workman is only as good as his tools bullshit yeah if you don't know how to use the tools you can't do any you can't do any work okay so use it properly you play to its strength its strengths you know, hide the weaknesses extenuate the po- ex- what is the word extenuate is that the word yeah. no whatever Basically, make it good. I assume you guys didn't. I assume you guys have gone for people. I've gone for people, but I do agree with you. I I feel it should be VAR. I just hadn't even put my mind to it. I Uh, had VAR as my chump of the season, if that that helps. Okay. Uh, Just just, just before we move on, are we going to go back to like worst signing of the season? Uh, Yeah. Cool. Just wanted to make sure because that's why I kind of that's why I went for into the yeah. disappointment. Or cool. We had flop. Um, we, so. Do you want to hear my list of disappointments? Because yes, I'd like to choose. <laughs> I'd like to choose VAR now. By the way, um, I've got Man City's title defence. Um, <laughs> fucking shocker, mate! Absolute shocker. Some of the teams that they managed to lose to. Uh, I mean, it just goes back to that Norwich game. They lost to Norwich. Norwich. Um, <laughs> Leicester City's. Uh, 2020 decline from basically securing Champions League football through the first half of the season to finding themselves playing Europa League next year. Um, <laughs> the fan, the expectations of Chelsea and Manchester United fans, um, I find that very disappointing. Uh, but I, <laughs> my winners, Everton. Um, I'm so, like I, I, they just start. I, I'm so disappointed with Everton's season. Um, I just, 
I can't even put into words how disappointed I really am. I, they stand out to me more than any other team this season that they've yep. just been... If you if you had to go through and just go, which team has been disappointed? Everton stand out. And I know they're only kind of looking at the points. They weren't a million miles off, but I guess... Um, that's because the rest of the team up to, up to kind of like we've already touched on 66 it's not a good title for third anyway but just everything through it um, I do hope Carlo pays off because I like Carlo Ancelotti I, I, I do respect him for what he did at Chelsea um, I'm not like some other Chelsea fans that question him um, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I just they're just this weird team now Everton who have invested a lot of money in just Average and below average footballers, and I don't know how their style of football. It's just not particularly good. I, I'm just so disappointed though, because I, I, I think I maybe have higher expectations than you do, Lee. In fact, I think both me and Mikey have higher expectations <laughs> yeah. than you do for them, and it's it's maybe why I'm feeling like I'm suffering with you through the frustration <laughs> that Everton just can't get it right. Um, so yeah, that they're my disappointment of the season. Uh, I, I can't argue with that either, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, now, I, I had considered the Everton, but I, ultimately I went for a more uh, a jokey one that was more personal to me, I think, for my disappointment of the season. Um, it is VAR. I, I'm giving it to VAR. Oh, absolutely. I think, I think, yeah, I think completely. that's absolutely no, I, yeah. um, My disappointment of the season is the fact that um, that goalkeeper for West Ham was eventually shipped out. <laughs> 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 you love um, the don't you? He, yeah, you bet. He, he gave right. me that my. He gave me the best moments of the season. I love him so much. There's something very endearing about watching a man so out of his depth in a sporting competition that he looks like a genuine, genuine competition winner. I loved every second of it. He killed me on this podcast. Like the four of him, just one of you, just saying his name, would, would reduce me to just tears and. I loved it. I loved him. And I'm, I'm so disappointed that he's not still there and I don't get to watch him every week because he, he brought joy to my heart. <laughs> he really did. Um, yeah, that was my disappointment of the season. But I think it's VAR, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I can't even believe I didn't even think about it. Um, so well done, Lee, for thinking Everton about it. definitely runners-up, though. I think, yeah, strong runners-up as well. Um, I think uh, we'll go to uh, Flop. Okay. I've got mine um, as worst signing of the season, right? Yeah, uh, worst uh, signing, flop. So, so obviously, there, there's some obvious candidates in Joe Linton, right? Um, 40 million, dog shit. Uh, I've got Cancelo on here as well, because I think City ponied up a boatload of cash for this geezer, and he did nothing. I didn't even play. Most expensive fullback, ain't he? I think so, yeah. Like, absolute garbage. However, um, my worst signing of the season is uh, Roberto... <laughs> even as a free transfer this man bear in mind West Ham started the season really well they did and he completely fucking derailed it to the extent that they sacked their manager brought in David Moyes and almost got relegated that would have all been because of Roberto a free transfer who came in in the summer still bringing you the joy mate you see he's still bringing you the joy (laughs) I I don't have to go on YouTube and find the compilation. Someone's made it. Someone's made a highlight video of this guy. It just it looked like West Ham had signed me and put me in goal. In front of, you know, how many He's 50, the one people. goalkeeper in the league that's worse than Kepper. Oh, comfortably. 
comfortably. My God, it's just joy. It was the one where he stitched his full back up with like bowling the ball out to him and then kind of like blamed him for the goal that came from it. (laughs) Didn't he punch the ball into his net from a corner as well? Like this is stuff that happened in the early 90s in the Premier League, right? When, When it was like still felt like it was amateur time in the Prem. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I, oh we've, we've lost him now for minutes it hurts it hurts my belly oh, I'm sorry I love him I love him it was the, the outrage he had it is like it was never his fault no no, it was always someone else's fault. He's he at, least, but, but, at least learned that at goalkeeper. But school. the thing is, he, you could see it was it was all a facade for him. He knew he knew that he was crying inside, you know, and you felt for him, but you couldn't help but laugh. Perfect. Yeah. Anyway, no, um, I, I generally felt sorry for the geezer. And yeah. There was times where he actually pulled off some good saves as well, but they were so highlighted or papered over by the oh. fact that he was fucking awful errors he kept making. <laughs> um, my, who is your flop? I'm going to go for my first. Sorry. Go on, go on, you so go for I've it. Got, I had four down. Four? Wow. Um, okay. One of them, I, I put Pepe down just because I just I, I wanted to. I, he ain't winning it. Um, I've got Moyes Keane. Oh. Uh, oh two goals. Out. Two goals in 866 minutes. He's literally a one in five striker. He's Shane Long of Everton. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me about Moyes Keane, though, because we had a bet, mate. We had a bet on this pod. Yeah, which we voided. But we didn't void it, did we? Because then you said it wasn't voided because the season carried on. I'm pretty sure we voided it. Well, because that's when and we the thought whole, the season the la- was right. No, and the last time we talked about it, you were talking about the fact that you were annoyed that I, we had voided it. But he only scored one goal and that was the last game of the season. Yeah. So he what scored one goal this season? Uh, no, he's, he scored two. Not in the Premier League? No, not though. in all competitions. Yeah, I'd say the other one was in the League Cup or something. Yeah. Uh, so, one yeah. goal. I... Ah... Oh. I, I remember how excited I was for that signing for Everton. <laughs> the thing is, he at times looks like a competition winner as well. Yeah, he looks so off the pace, so off the pace. Uh, so I yeah, when he King's came on as a sub in his first game, and he looked really exciting. He was really energised, and and then Duncan Ferguson subbed him again. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, Duncan like ended his career. Basically, just ended the guy. It was bad. Um, I've also got uh, Ndombele. Oh mm. yes. How did he not make my list? Sixty million pounds. Spurs player. (laughs) Um, But however, um, I've I've settled on (laughs) Iwobi. I I know. What was you expecting though? You know, when you say flop of the season. No, I mean, I shouldn't say that because my my guy, my one I went for a win is obviously no player of any calibre whatsoever. But. uh, um, yeah, well. I feel like for how much? 48 million? 30, 30 35. <laughs> God, you knew you were fucking is, adding on the figures, you know, Richarlison, <laughs> the, 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 the Everton tax. <laughs> um, I feel it goes some way into looking at that Everton being a disappointment. You can't get Zaha, so you go and waste 35 million pounds on Iwobi. Mm. And the scary thing is, is that he's now available this year and for a far cheaper price yeah, than what we were trying half, to pay for half him. what he was billed at last year, right? 40 million is the chat. And we Everton should, Everton we should were, just go straight do, in and do, go get that. No, the thing is though, right, it still makes me laugh this fucking, this whole transfer or the lack of it was the fact that we bid, I think it was at 60, 65 million pound for him 
and we didn't get him. And then we bid like the same again, but we added Tosin and McCarthy onto the deal, and they still said no. McCarthy and Tosin then end up at Crystal Palace in January, <laughs> and now he's worth forty million, and we ain't going to stand a chance again. Yeah. Because we've got fucking a wobie. Is Brand still your guy? Yeah. This guy is a fucking charlatan. This guy has hoodwinked everyone in that... Fu- that The owner of Everton, mate, Brands has got something on him. Because this Brands guy, he may have a cool name, but he ain't very good at the old transfer business. Fuck me. No. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know who you want to go for. Who was yours, Woods? Uh, yeah, Roberto. <laughs> so, yeah, my, my mind's Danny Drinkwater. Yeah, yours, Dan- <laughs> Danny Drinkwater, simply because he played 59 oh. minutes against Burnley. Uh, sorry, for Burnley against City and they lost 4-1. He then went, moved to Villa. He played 79 minutes and again against Villa and they lost 6-1. He's made three sub-appearances since and uh, we haven't seen him since March. Uh, he's got into a fight with his own teammate in Jota. And he also had that fight at a Manchester nightclub as well. So kind of Manchester and Danny Drinkwater is just not good. And he's been, you know, this is a geezer that won the Premier League. Obviously, went to, got his big move to Chelsea. Didn't materialise. You think, reset your career, do something. And you can't even get into fucking Burnley's team. And then you can't even get into Villa's team. He's I fucking he's got shit. issues, mate. Yeah, oh, he's... he's Barbara he's, can't he's a prick. Yeah, that's the issue. He's, uh, he's currently, it looks like, on holiday with Ben Chilwell. Hmm. Make of that what you will. Mm. <laughs> it, it concerns me as a Chelsea fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sure, that was my candidate. Who are we going for? I also had Daniel James in there as well, just because he was uh, sort of much talked about, especially after the first few performances of the season, and he has faded horribly. Guy but this guy that's played eighty professional games in his but career, Jeremy. You know I mean? He is like, young. I, I he like... is young, so that's why I didn't didn't go for him. Oh, it's tough. Um, I I kind of feel out of the because. Um... Look, mine being Roberto, like I, I, I kind of understand there's no money to that. But like I said, he did genuinely derail the fucking season for West Ham. I, like I would like Roberto to win an award. <laughs> yeah, I would. And I'd like to see Everton avoid this award, really. So I mean, the, I'm more the fact for the Roberto. So many clear candidates because <laughs> I kind of feel the other one would be Moyes Keane, uh, but I don't want it to be Moyes Keane. I, I want Again, Moyes Keane to young come as good. well. Um, it, de- it depends what the category is. Is it because weirdly I didn't have this one written down on my on my sheet? Is it flop or worst signing? Well, in the group it was put as flop. So, so quite, uh, realistically, it can't be Roberto because of the money. Because a, f- a flop is someone that you expect to be good who is then shit. It's, it's in Dombelli then, isn't it? Sorry, it's in Dombelli then, isn't it? It's in Dombelli. Seriousness, it's sixty million pounds does nothing. Can't yeah, last game. Can't run. No. And, and he, now he's he got a manager that genuinely can't stand him. Took him, <laughs> tried training him during lockdown and got told off for it in a park. My, 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 <laughs> my favourite thing that might be just about to happen to him is he's going to go from Jose Mourinho to Antonio Conte. Like, the man is in hell. Like, for, for, for a footballer that doesn't like to run, he's in genuine, like, footballer purgatory with those two managers. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go in Don Belle yeah, if it's flop, that. for sure. Yeah. Okay, next one. We've got surprise of the season. I have on this one, if I can find it, I've actually lost it. Sheffield United is who I've got. I had a quick look back at who I had going down. Um, I had Sheffield United 20th. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Danny Mills. With their basic football, yeah? Yeah. No, to be fair, I'm very much the same as Woods. I I didn't really know too much about them and I kind of expected, you know, maybe I just cliched them, you know, just... Yorkshire club, you know, they're going to be playing long ball football or just not very competitive in the Premier League, especially with the 
I just didn't think they had the, the goal pitch. scorers, um, and I thought that they had made the signings, and I thought they'd struggled because they're effectively the same team that come up from mm. um, League One, right? But it turns out that that continuity paid more than, you know, it's that classic thing is that the whole is uh, better than the individual, right? And that, that's what it was. My, my other ones on here is like Poch's decline. Um, that was a bit surprising. I had Spurs um, being a bit closer to the, the, the top two. Um, they did They did spend a bit of money this summer for what it's worth, Tottenham. They didn't do nothing. Um, and it, the wheels just came off almost immediately there which is a bit of a surprise and and Liverpool's relentless run where they just kept winning and winning and winning and winning and winning and winning and it's kind of like at some point they kind of stop and it just never really did but uh, yeah Sheffield United I, I when I like I said when I went back through and I'm like fuck I had them 20th um I was hoping I didn't I was hoping I had Norwich 20th but no I I, I genuinely had Sheffield You're United hoping that you had Sheffield United in 5th right I, you know kind of like further up that table I had both Watford and Bournemouth in that sort of mid table range so um Equally a surprise that those two have ended up sinking. I, I feel it's difficult. I don't know who I'm more surprised about out of those two teams because you could argue, well, Bournemouth, they've effectively been in relegation form for about 18 months now. Um, but ultimately, Watford are uh, run ridiculously poorly. Um, they had a terrible start to the season off the back of a terrible end of last season. Uh, they then were like, right, we need to freshen things up. Um, and they sacked the manager and bring in a guy that wasn't deemed good enough beforehand. Um, which is just insane. Um, the whole thing is ludicrous. I'm getting completely sidetracked here. Sheffield, Sheffield United, the biggest surprise of the season. I went with Danny Ings. Um, yeah, I kind of thought he was done as a player. So he had come back from a serious knee injury. Um, I think he got, what did he get? Seven in 24 last year on loan at Southampton. So to produce the goods this year, in which he's got 22 and 38, and he started six of those games as a sub. Um, it turns out it looks like it's good, good business for Southampton. I didn't really see it coming. Um, Southampton only scored 51 goals for, uh, throughout the whole season as well, So um, in terms of the Premier League. So he's pretty much scored 40% of their goals. So That's incredible. It's not bad at all. Um, I've got... Um, I didn't go for Sheffield United simply because I'm covering that off in the manager of this season. Ooh, spoiler. I might be joining you. Um, <laughs> if you'd have told me before the start of the season that Mourinho would be managing Spurs... <laughs> I don't yeah. know what um, that and also if you told me at the start of the season Ancelotti would be managing Everton I would oh. what so I I have it's one of those two for me just because it's just I, I not in a month of Sundays where I had Ancelotti at Goodison no yeah. me neither and I think to be honest with you I kind of have to go for that because I kind of feel like Levy's always fancied a bit of Jose yeah mm. and Spurs had been on a decline, so you could see Poch leaving. Um, Mainly after that Champions League final. Yeah, but I. It's, it's also the see... words that Poch was saying going into it. Like, Poch yeah. is basically mm. saying it like this was the end. Um, Ancelotti, Carlo fucking Ancelotti, mate. At fucking Everton. Managing yeah, Iwobi. Et al. And Walcott. <laughs> exactly. Jesus. Yeah. Tom Davies. He's gone from mm. coaching. Kaká and Cristiano Ronaldo to coach in the YB. <laughs> Tom <Jesus>. Davies. <laughs> Tom Davies. <laughs> probably a good shout, actually. Yeah, should, probably should be Carlo, shouldn't it? Surprise. That's a, that is a big It's surprise. the biggest surprise for me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, he was linked with, obviously, Arsenal. And I'm sure Arsenal fans feel pretty good about Arteta. He, he by the way, he fits directly into what I said about Frank and, and Ollie still. Um, I'm yet to really be a true believer of either of those three managers right now. 
Um, so we've got Carlo, right? Yeah. yeah, I think Carlo. I think uh, we'll go. We'll go manager of the season now. As I kind of hinted on it, uh, I'm saying I'm saying Chris Wilder, um, just because, like, the players that he has have never really played at Premier League level before. Um, they played really good football. They had underlapping, overlapping centre halves. Um, they put three goals that they were difficult to score against, and they went and scored three against Chelsea, Spurs, and Man United. It's pretty good, isn't it? Like, I don't, I, I, I get that you know Klopp winning the league after so many years, what have you. Um, I thought for a large part of the season they played absolute turgid football, um, but they did win. They did win, and they won the league. And I'll give Liverpool all the credit in the world. Um, I think the rest of the league have been absolute bollocks. Um, for me, I think Liverpool sh- are expected to win the league this year, um, in, in a way, uh, considering the strength that they had last year and the momentum they had built up. No one, no one saw this happening with Sheffield United. Um, and I think what Chris Wilder's done has been an absolute fucking... Uh, it's been incredible. So for me, he gets manager of the year because I don't... I, don't, I think you put anyone else in charge of that team... They do not finish where they are. Yeah, I have, the, I have the, exactly the same as you. I have Chris Wilder, and pretty much the same words as well. So, um, my, the only one I wasn't even considering Klopp for this. My my contender or runner-up was um, Nuno Espirito Santo yeah. for Wolves, or or Auntie Bruce. Ah, oh, <laughs> you yes, bastard! You, you stole it from me. I've got Auntie Bruce as, as my oh, runner-up. Really? Right. He was going down. Right? Everyone had Newcastle to go. As it simple as that, that's what people had. And Arnie but Bruce everyone had, had Sheffield United to go as well. They did, they did. And I think that Arnie... This I know, is why oh, look. He, Bruce is the runner-up for Woods. Oh, yeah, right, okay. I'm not, oh yeah, sorry, no, I thought Wilder, you actually had him as your number one. Wilder's oh, way right, yeah. ahead of every other mm. manager in the league this year in terms of this award. Uh, and I think even Jurgen Klopp would hold his hand up to that. Um, but Arnie Bruce, just touching on him, like he, he took a club which has had this lingering... Uh, he's basically had uh, the Grim Reaper over his shoulder all season because of this Saudi talk. Because obviously he's been on the hot seat because everyone's been linking Potts with that job. Um, and he's been able to he, deliver. Even when he joined, though. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't he joined, wanted, was he? got he? pelters from the fans because like, they didn't... And no one wanted him because he's not, he's not Benitez. You know, Benitez the saviour. Well... Done a better job than Benitez, personally. Done a better job than Benitez, bruv. I'm pretty sure in this pod we were kind of the same ilk No, as absolutely. Well. I, I, I was not. Go back and go, listen to the tape. So you, right. A big fan of Arnie Bruce, <laughs> right? I, know, I mean, I, I think... I don't know if I'm quite as bold as I make out to be. <laughs> yeah. he's, done a, he's done a really good job. Um, I feel that next year is going to be even harder um, because a lot of these, uh, I guess, transfer plans would have been pending on new money right and Mike Ashley's in the middle of a pandemic so I don't know how deep that transfer kit is going to be um, so that he's going to have a tough job again next season um, but yeah shout out to Arnie Bruce but Wilder for everything Lee said but think about how many big giant JJB sports direct mugs they're not going to be giving away this year so surely they'll be saving some money there that uh, there is that um, at the same time, that, that that high street business, they, well, businesses that he owns, they're all going to be. He's fucked. bought a fucking load House of them. Fraser, he bought the so many of these with the idea of obviously one of them will work, and then a pandemic hit. Genuinely, couldn't happen to a nice He must guy. be so desperate for this Saudi deal to happen. Um, I find it very fun that we've got to this point, and we haven't even. No one's mentioned anything to do with Leicester. They, they could be a t- they they could have been a candidate for disappointment of the season. I, th- I think I mentioned Leicester's decline. Uh, Did you? Yeah, 
but they weren't my winner. I wasn't listening. <laughs> apparently. apparently. <laughs> um, so I think we all agreed. Wilder? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll go young player of the season. I found this tough because I've got mine in for different reasons. I've got three guys in mind. And they're, they're all got... Let me guess. Mason Mount, Tammy Abraham and Tamori. <laughs> Mason, Mason, Mason is in. Um because he's been an integral part of Chelsea's team this season. He's played 50-odd games and um, he's basically been ever-present. And I feel that Mason gets a hard rap, um, probably because he's seen as Frank's boy. Um, but when we've been good, it's because of Mason. And when we've been bad, it's because Mason, right? Uh, and what I mean is that when Mason's played so many games that he's going to get tired. And when he's tired, as a team, we look poor. Um and I think he's had an exceptional first season for Chelsea. I, I did not expect it. I didn't think that he'd be capable of making the grade. And he looks every bit a player that can make the grade at this team. Uh, his versatility is obviously a, a, a key tool. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he fits in with all these new players, right? There's a lot of new players, but he'll be the one that will be making the team with all of those players. Because, you know, as I said, he's played uh, basically all the games this season. Frank's not going to turn his back on him. Um, the other players that I've got in, Saka for Arsenal. I think that um, had he continued to play in left-back and the European Championships happened this summer, he would have been playing left-back for England at the tournament. As it is, it seems those plans are shelved. He's going to shift back to his uh, left-wing position. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he progresses there. I think, obviously, Kieran Tierney being uh, there at Arsenal probably not necessarily necessitates it, but it means that they can allow him to try and flourish as a more of an offensive player. But he, his numbers are very impressive in terms of stats uh, with his assists. But I'm going to say Mason Greenwood because similar to what Bruno did, he was also integral to the post-COVID renaissance of Manchester United um, with just his incredible output. And when he's, on, and when he's played, it's, it's sort of... Bruno, Bruno came in with this... this air of um, professionalism that spread through the team and I think that Mason Greenwood also sort of brought in an air of kind of I don't know excitement exuberance into the team and I think the team flourished so so I'm going Mason Greenwood I, Mason Mount is really close for me he really is because I think that he's been exceptional but like Greenwood just looks different gravy I've gone Greenwood for the simple stat of in all competitions playing just when he starts at right midfield, 14 starts, 11 goals. That's pretty good, isn't it? Um, yeah, I've got, I've gone him. What about you, Lee? Um, well, I didn't go for any of those players. Um, for what it's worth, um, and not one you up here would. I just, I just feel like every time I've watched Mason Mount, I've, maybe I've been watching him on, on his bad days or when his legs are gone or whatever. Because I'm just not, I'm just not convinced by the guy. I've seen him like in flashes look good. But uh, I'm, I just don't high in high, uh, high esteem that you do. Um, Saka, kind of the same. He he looks he looks like a tidy little player, but I'm not not convinced he's as good as what maybe the Arsenal fans make out. Especially if you go on Twitter, which I'm sure you do. Um, uh, and with Greenwood, I didn't consider him, and in hindsight, probably wrong to do that. I think it is probably Greenwood. Uh, I had Trent. Um, probably went for the easy option in this. There's um, a reason why I haven't got Trent in my young because he's like. Too old now. No, it's because he's your player of the season. He is my player of the season. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll get to that in a moment. But no, I'm I'm more than happy to go with Greenwood. I, I think I think that's a 
It's a fair shout. Yeah, I think it'll be, it's going to be interesting for Mount next season because by your own admission, Woods, Chelsea have had a very poor season in terms of... I think of, so, yeah. You know, so, so, it, and so I think it's going to be interesting to see if... Because I like Lee... Um, I look at Mount and I see I do see flashes and I see he's got some tidy feet and I think he does some good things well. Um, he can he can strike a ball very cleanly as well, like you know. Um, and it's there is a part of it which is it's nice to see. Mm-hmm. You know, it is, it is lovely to see. Um, I see more I in Hudson Odoi than what I do Mount. I don't at all. That's, that's my opinion. <laughs> um, but you, I know you. you I know you, you don't. know my thoughts on that one. Um, I, I like Mount. I do. I do think he's. I think he's been a lot better than I thought he would be this season. Um, I'm very intrigued to see if he, because by your admission, Chelsea as a whole team need to up the game. They do absolutely. Um, it'll be very interesting to see if he can up his game yeah. further to play and fit in with the Zayks, the Verners of the world. You know, that's going to be very interesting. There's not going to be space for him to be carried. No, that's no, the thing. So it's going to be on him. Um, like the, the the key thing with with Mason is, I think a lot of people wrote him off coming in, and I think a lot of people giving him a hard time. But of all the young players, I, I've been disappointed with a few of them. Um, Tammy dropped off big time. I think that's predominantly through injury. Um, I've been frustrated with Reese, but I think that Reese has been stuck with being flung between left, uh, sorry, right back and right wing back. I don't think that helps a young player at all to be thrown around. Uh, Tamori just fell off a cliff and all, not even that he started dating that girl from uh, Love Island he hasn't been seen since <laughs> so uh, was it Amber which, which right? one Is it Amber, Amber? Yeah. oh really yeah. did he really Amber yeah well there you go no, I didn't really like her so uh, she was a bit uh, too too rude she was a bit of a knob to yeah. Yeah. yeah anyone that kind of like the first thing that they say in front of a camera is go I'm a 10 um, I, I tend to tend to feel like uh, I probably don't want to know you to be honest <laughs> <laughs> says a little bit about tomorrow as well you know <laughs> to be honest with you do you know what I mean um, okay well so Greenwood yep. yes so player of the season well we know Woods is right I'm going to explain this first because look I understand that Kevin De Bruyne probably is um, but hear me hear me out on this but Trent Alexander Arnold is a legitimate cheat mode for Liverpool He's an unfair advantage for that team every time he lines up for them. Because he's sense? able to do things that other right-backs just have never been able to do. The amount of goal contributions he has from that position is ridiculous. It's unfair. It, I, I watched him against Chelsea and some of the crosses he put into the box. I'm like, this is bullshit. Nothing short of bullshit. His delivery is incredible. Well, um, free kick as well. Yeah, he's free kick as well. I mean, obviously, he's got the technique. We laugh at Kepa, but you know, Kepa uh, yeah. no chance. I mean, Kepa, Kepa didn't move for it, but I don't yeah. think it would have mattered even if yeah. he had. Um, he's a remarkable footballer at such a young age. Um, I don't want to ever see him play centre midfield. I, I don't understand. the. We've been through this. Look, that we did, I think we did a whole segment about why it's insane to suggest. Because he is just such an unfair advantage. I kind of like, put this into my mind a little bit with when you're talking about um, more of American sports where you kind of have um, more positional players. And sometimes in a matchup, a direct matchup, you've just got such an unfair, significant advantage. Like you've got... Um, uh, Randy Moss lining up against a, a corner that can't cover him. It's just unfair because Randy Moss is that much better. And I kind of feel that with, with Trent, he's so exceptional. He's so exceptional. He's such a rare hit unicorn of a player in many ways. It, it, I don't think he's going to revolution the guys, the game. I teams will try and replicate what he does. I don't think they can. Um, 
look, the best player really is Kevin De Bruyne. Um, the reason I'm more pushing Trent is because I kind of feel it, it's incredibly hard to look at a team that scored 99 points and then go, well, the player playing for the team which finished miles behind them has the best player. But Kevin De Bruyne is, is a magic footballer who I do think forced the 20 assists. Okay, um, His record with that is incredible. Um, Henri's record still better. Uh, but still a remarkable footballer. The other player I've got in here is actually Dan, um, Danny Ings as well because um, of what you said, Lee. I, I think that Danny Ings um, deserves credit for um, becoming not just a goal scorer but an all-round player as well for that team. He does a lot of work for them to make everything work. Um, I think he's got a good manager in Hasselhoff who was able to deliver that as well. Um, who who probably deserves some credit as well this season, Hassan Hutu. I think people are probably still stuck in their memories uh, the nine nil spanking that they got, but he turned them around. But yeah, um, I may be trying to be a little bit controversial by saying Trent, but yeah. Well, I had KDB. Um, I'm happy to be swayed in this because I did have Trent as my young player of the year. Um, for what it's worth, uh, I actually my, my runners-up in this was uh, Grealish and Jimenez. Um, I really, really like uh, Raul Jimenez, yeah. like, and yeah. I kind of wanted him to actually be my number one, and I felt like no, I should probably play it safe and go with Kevin De Bruyne. But um, if I had the choice, it really, I think in my heart, I'd actually have Jimenez. The guy is relentless. Like whenever I watch him, I think first of all he's played like every time I watch Wolves, he's playing. Yeah, he's I don't think I've ever seen him not start a game. Uh, and when he does play as well, his, his work rate is incredible. He, he has quality about him and he scores goals. Um, so for me, really, my, in my heart, I would go Jimenez. I did go Kevin De Bruyne, but I am happy to look at it as Trent because obviously Adam is my young player. And obviously he didn't get... I heard he's attainable Greenwood. this summer for about Jimenez. 40 million. He's been linked with United as well. Which would yes. be an incredible signing because we touched on United before. I know Tony Marshall... He's a genuine ice-cold finisher, but Jimenez would give something extra in that team when you think about the attacking players and him becoming more of a focal His, his link play is, is brilliant. Mm. That's another thing about him as well. I know you've mentioned with uh, like the Adama Traore, that sort of link-up he has with him, but just in general, his link play with other players is, is really good. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, he certainly brings other players in. and He's made Adama Traore uh, a player in demand because I still don't see it um, for what it's worth. He, he is a very much a one-trick pony but that trick has been brutally effective and it still could be brutally effective in the Europa League I, I wouldn't write Wolves off winning that tournament I really wouldn't um, I'm going by stats I know we always talk about the eye test and all that kind of stuff but the stats don't lie uh, I go and went on to who scored you look at the top players in the league De Bruyne wins it by a fucking mile as well his average who scored rating is 7.97. The, ne- the, guy, the, guy ne- the, the guy in next place is Ricardo Pereira, 7.50. He's, he literally dominates. Um, 20 assists, 30 32 goals. 32 appearances in the league, um, starts in the league, 13 goals, 20 assists, 10 man of the matches. Uh, it's KDB for me. Just, just, to, just to put that into perspective, Alexander-Arnold isn't in the top 10. His who scored rating is 7.20. Now you'd think, obviously... Um, a fullback doing well their ratings would be obviously very high four goals 13 assists is incredible from a from a from a fullback uh, I'm not going to argue that at all um, much like with I don't know maybe my judgement is a little bit out of touch here but much like with the goal of the season um, I'm not going to frame it in terms of where how a team did 
Um, if we're looking at team of the year, it's maybe a different story, but I'm looking at player of the year whose individual performances were the best over the course of the year. I think it's De Bruyne. He's the best player in the league by a country mile for me. Um, the stats back it up. My eyes look at it and I look at De Bruyne and I go, wow. I look at Alexander Arnold and I think, wow. But I look at him defensively and I think, oh. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, worry, like I, worry like I said, uh, I, I believe Kevin De Bruyne is the right winner. I, I just wanted to kind of put forward the case with Trent as much as anything. Um, just a quick one just a quick one sorry on who scored right you know you get the strengths and weaknesses that come up yes do you want to know what Alexander Arnold's weaknesses is uh, <laughs> go on the heading aerial duels yeah he's lost more duels than he has won and tackling so it's a problem, isn't it? Fullback, isn't it? Yeah. But he is the modern fullback, though, isn't it? This is what we say. Like with Wambasaka, you've got the opposite. I don't, of I don't think he is the modern fullback. I think, as Wood said, I think as a unicorn. I think you can't you can't use him as a standard bearer. <clears throat> you can, much in the same way. Okay, when, when, you when, I say, use... when I say modern fullback, in terms of its attacking output, is it's, it's on another level. There's no other fullback that offers. No, as absolutely. Much I, I know where Lee's coming from, and not just with goals and assists. I feel that what you were saying, like with his yeah. passing ability, his long-range passing. He's oh, got, yeah. like, I think, where I've got it, here, 192 passes across the season. I think comparing him to other fullbacks is like comparing strikers to Ronaldo and Messi. It's it's completely it's pointless. It it's, is. it's a completely irrelevant conversation right. because he is so different and so. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. I, I just don't think you can make comparisons. I, 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 whilst I think that, but let's not make comparisons. Let's just judge him for what he is and what he does. He plays as a in that position. Yeah. And if he's a unicorn, then surely, if anything, it reiterates that he's the best in that position. But, and, and he is. I, I kind of feel that you, you take him out of that Liverpool team, they suffer big time. But no, look, I Kevin De Bruyne is the best player in the league, and he deserved to win it. Um, the, the one big takeaway from this, though, is that no one has mentioned Jordan Henderson. <laughs> No one. And it's interesting you kind of go to it. that, that For me, Trent's one. Um, and then you can kind of argue about the others as you want. Virgil probably two. Um, Mane ahead of him. Mane, yeah, absolutely. I, Salah's had a more quiet season. Um, I don't think he's had a poor season. I just think Salah is what Salah is. Um, I've always felt that he's a trigger-happy uh, inside right forward and um, in the right system. Providing he gets a lot of opportunities, he'll score a lot of goals. The reason why Jordan Henderson got it is because he's a captain of Liverpool. He's captain. Is he captain of England or is it Kane? I know he Ca- steps in every Kane, now and right? It's- but either way, it's because he's English. Yeah, absolutely. And it stinks. It stinks. It generally stinks because because the thing is as well, like I can think of countless times um, when basically we've um, given awards to the team that hasn't won it. Right? I think the one that Scott sticks Parker in my mind, won it and got relegated. You know, David Ginola sticks in my mind as one. I think I think he might have won it in '99. You know, we he did kind win of these sorts. Yes. It's it's this. He scored idea. like six goals or something <laughs> as well. It's ridiculous. It is. It is genuinely look. For what it's worth, we were worried about Liverpool fans and how they're going to be insufferable, right? They haven't, for what it's worth. Some of them have obviously gone overboard and some of the celebrations, bearing in mind the COVID, haven't been great, but they haven't. The, the thing that went overboard with the fucking media, it was the media that was shoving it down our throats. And they were the problem. And ultimately, they continued to shove it down our throats. And when it was announced, funny enough, a lot of the journalists were actually posting up as to who they voted, which apparently isn't really a standard thing you should be doing. But a lot of them were coming out and going, yeah, I didn't actually vote for Jordan Henson. I voted for Kevin De Bruyne. And I voted for Trent Alexander-Arnold. I did see some guys that were kind of suggesting this thing, which I thought was quite telling that a lot of them may be a little bit frustrated that too many journalists are narrative-driven. 
It's all about the story, isn't it? Um, so, I mean, look, I'm happy to go Trent or KDB. I don't really mind. No, it's KDB, okay, you know, mate. Gonna, uh, it is KDB. Like, like I said, I wanted to put this, the, 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 you know, Trent forward because I do think that he's, a, he's just a mismatch. What a horrible, horrible player is to defend because your winger isn't going to cover him and your fullback can't. And that's how he just ends up in just these, these incredible opportunities. I'll I, I, I I say this with the potential for lots of egg on my face, but uh, he has not done a single thing against United. We shut him down every time he plays. That must be a tactic. Alexander-Arnold. Yeah. He literally, we, sh- we you, managed you to shut him down. You have done something Maybe with Solskjaer both fullbacks. Maybe is a tactical genius. Because he did it to Robertson as well. He did something. I can't remember what it was though. No, well, I, I remember, remember that's either. been highlighted. Um, I've, I'm, I'm annoyed at surprise. Um, I've missed one. The best surprise of the season is the unlikely friendship. The odd couple that is, Roy Keane and Mika Richards. <laughs> I fucking love this. It's so good. It's, it's like the most unexpected thing like in sports. Scrap Jamie and and uh, and uh, Gary. Get you know what I'm done with Gary anyway. Just get Gary off my TV. I'm finished with him. Um, I've got no time for him anymore. I need more Roy Keane. I need more Mika Richards. At least at least they're enjoyable to watch. Are they your winners of the week then? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I watched Sky loaded up a 10 minute video of uh, Roy Keane's best bits from the season. It's just so good. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, and like. I watched Mika Richards and he's just such a, uh, what is it, fresh air, a breath of fresh air in, into it. I, I sometimes get a bit bored when pundits try to be a bit too serious and talk about football and they're not really talking about anything interesting at all. I kind of like the fact that, you know, and Patrice is very similar. They, they're both very infectious individuals that you're watching. You're like, these people love talking about football and the perfect balance to that is Roy Keane. Like it can't, you can't have Patrice and, and Mika in the studio because it's too much joy. You need Roy Keane to be dour in the corner. <laughs> it's true. Um, just out of uh, curiosity, uh, what, what are your feelings on Mika Richards? Because I know you've not always been his biggest fan. Is he, is he coming over to you? Know, coming around to you? I can't stand him. <laughs> <laughs> it is the end I don't, I, don't, I don't pay for Sky Sports, an extortionate amount of Sky Sports, to just see a man on my TV that gives me nothing. No insight whatsoever. It drives me mad. He is just constantly <laughs> chuckling and laughing, which is sometimes nice, but sometimes, you know, you're like, yeah, I'm here for the analysis. I, analysis. I, I couldn't give a shit about the analysis. I just want Roy <laughs> Keane being surly and Mika Richards laughing about it. <laughs> it's like, I just feel, I know it wasn't Mika because it's Patrice, but I, I just go back to that about fighting De Gea at half time and, and Patrice just sitting there just laughing and kind of trying to. It's so good. It's so good. I need more of that. Mm. I don't know. Michael's pointing to the microphone. Are you struggling here? Do you I'm want, struggling. Do you want me to, to move on to that that segue I tried to move on to? Sorry. Um, I mean, are we doing winners and chumps this week? Are we are um, basing I, this on one game? I mean... I think that's not much to base on, is it? Uh, um, I mean, I, I got a chump and that was a Bamiyang just because he failed to uh, lift the FA Cup properly. It's like, have you never seen the FA Cup before? It comes in two pieces. That really annoyed me. So he was my chump of the week. But uh, yeah, I don't really care. I don't have a chumble winner because I've been in Spain for a week, so I don't know. Maybe you're the winner, Michael. Eh? You can be I'm the not, winner. I feel the loser. Well, yeah, we already know that. But you know, you, at least you got to bask in some glorious Spanish sun. Yeah, I'm now quarantined for 14 days. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I guess in, in, if you're going to pick winners and losers, I do feel that Frank is a, is, is a loser from from this, but um, I don't want to be too harsh, but I've already said, I think I've probably already slandered my manager and footballing hero enough. Um, in terms of winners, apparently they're making a, a Michael Jordan Last Ride documentary-esque one about David Beckham, um, which I can't fucking wait for. Mm, that, would, that would be glorious. Unless they go into his details about his hookers and prostitutes and stuff, then I ain't I, I, I think that, much like Michael, uh, David will control the narrative on this. Yeah. If there's no mention of Rebecca Lewis, I'm disappointed. Can you remember that, that whole that, saga I, with Rebecca Lewis? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course, yeah. Um, I, they'll have to talk about it, right? It was quite a big part, like, especially when we went to it Madrid, was wasn't deal. it? Yeah, it was a big deal. Because, I mean... I remember it because she took the blame for it. Victoria did, didn't she? Uh, because she was in England while he was in Spain. And like, oh, I can't believe she's left David alone in Spain. <laughs> what, did, what did you expect him to do? <laughs> uh, that's the sun for you. Yeah, that's the mm. sun. Well, on that note... Then let's wrap it up for, for Michael. I'm hungry. I, I, I feel well, like I'm I guess dying. in terms of what we do next, we've obviously got some European football coming up. Um, I thought it'd be nice for us to do maybe some um, pods on what we'd like our teams to do I, I'm, I'm particularly interested to hear from from Lee in terms of I, I just want to break from football mate to be honest I, um, I'd like to hear Lee I don't, I don't, I don't care mate. I, I about don't how care because I have nothing back. I have nothing ever to get enthusiastic about I had that one season and look where it got me this is why I'm a fucking David Carson exactly I'm, this is why Fucking Sandra Ramirez still on Everton, still getting paid a hundred grand a week, hundred grand a week at Everton to literally not even play oh, football. Before I, before we go, I want to read you out the Barcelona payroll. Oh my god! Oh my god! This is going to be good. I, I, I know the payroll, uh, but this is good. This is good. All right, this is what their players get paid, Lee. Is it? Oh god! So it's going to be like the. Oh, it's going to be. They're going to be on like fuck all money then. Isn't that? Isn't oh, oh no! I thought like some of their players <laughs> are going to be on fuck all money, and therefore right. Sandra is getting overpaid, which we already know. But so I'll go from Griezmann. Obviously, we I'll know. Go for, like, I'll go from bottom to top. So we've got Longley. You know, Chris yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Longley. Uh, Forty-five grand a week. This is in this is in pounds as That's well. Solid convert. Yeah. Nelson Semedo, sixty grand a week. Arthur, eighty-five grand a week. Rafinha, hundred and fifteen grand a week. <laughs> To Stegen, 150 grand a week. Jordi Alba, 150 grand a week. Arturo Vidal, 155 grand a week. Sergio Roberto, 170 grand a week. Samuel Mtiti, 210 grand a week. Uh, Usman Dembele, 210 grand a week. Gerard Piquet, 220 grand a week. Ivan Rakitic, 230 grand a week. Sergio Busquets, 260 grand a week. Frankie de Jong, 360 grand a week. Luis Suarez, 405 grand a week. <laughs> Antoine Griezmann, 795 oh, grand a week. That's, that's a shocker. That's and Lionel one. Messi, 1,224 grand a week. Mate, you can double his wages and it'd be fine. But, Absolutely. Uh, like, that Griezmann one is a That Griezmann guess. one kills me. £800,000 a week. Like when everyone's going, oh, Sanchez, 400 grand a week, what a waste of money. Fucking Griezmann, £800,000 a week. Eight hundred. It's remarkable. Or, that or club's Sandra fucked Ramirez by the way like grand. properly fucked um, by, like they're having to do all sorts of hooky business because of how fucked they are um, I, I heard oh, it, it, there was a rumour about some weird transfer because obviously they did the funky transfer with um, 
uh, Pjanic, didn't they? Uh, um, where they're effectively buying him, but they're not really buying him uh, for the books. And it seems that they're, they're in all sorts of problems. They're the worst run club in, fo- uh, in football. This, uh, is in- the cl- this is the club that bought Neymar and gave literally 40 million quid to Neymar's dad. Yes. As part of the deal. As part of the, there's the, there's the sweetener. Like, it, it's amazing that a club that were gifted the best footballer in history have managed to basically drop the ball on this. How, how have you managed to fuck this up? How? And it's, it, it's mad. And funny enough, we, we, I was talking about this with colleagues. Um, if Aubameyang, did you know Aubameyang and troops are quite close, right? Troops from AFTV. If a Bayern goes to Barcelona, I want troops to go with him because I feel like Barcelona fan TV would be fucking gold. <laughs> me, like, could There's you imagine losses, with everything? Though. Oh, it'd be so good, so good. Um, no, nah, because yeah. you think about it, they, they even if they have a bad season, they still finish second. Mate, they bottled the league this year. Like, for it would have been like proper meltdown. Imagine after four nil loss in a European Cup semi final for which you were three nil up after the first leg. <laughs> Yeah, this is true. This is true. They'll uh, just be few and far between. Yeah. I should note as well that my uh, girlfriend's uh, brothers are not very happy with my decision to even entertain the idea of supporting Getafe. What? Not happy about it. Well, what do they know? Who do they, who do they support? Betis. Yeah. Well, then that's what I said all along. Go with Betis. It's yeah. what it's, it is. What I said. Those sweet green jerseys. I almost bought you a jersey the other day. Oh. Did you? Yeah. Spoiler alert, Mikey, I've bought you a going away present. Is have it, you? Is it I a Betty shirt? No, 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 it's not a Betty shirt. It's better than that. You'll, you'll love it. Not. You will love is it. Is it a framed picture of like Joaquin naked with the, with the trophy? <laughs> that, that's only with for his, you. With his little willy that, That's only that. You know that's just for you. You know that's for you. Um, no, I, 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 I'll tell you what, after we've finished, I'll go grab it so I can show you it. Okay. Let's end that pod then. Let's okay, go. on that note, hasta luego. Adios. Arrivederci. Podcast Network.